0: I want to talk about the name you know there's so much more uh <laughs> i thought about you know um i got this i got this book for a, a music program that i had I remember i was so excited about this thing this thing is is really deep it's like an audio recording software you know and um man you can do midi and you can do uh well, i know that doesn't mean anything to anybody but um you can <laughs> there's all this programming stuff you can do and so i actually took it upon myself to read this whole book you know it's like it's a really thick book you know and it's it's really fine print and stuff <laughs> and it's probably more information in that than the bible you know but it's just for a stinking audio program you know so i, I was just thinking how much uh how how much is packed into such a small space, in in the Word of God, and that there's a lot of history. There's a lot of stuff that we're not going to know fu- fully until later on. We just get some glimpses into it. But this is a little bit of a continuation of, upon what we talked about on Sunday about that the, the, there's a spirit world that is that is very real, that is very um, that is very <laughs> beyond our understanding, and and so sometimes. Um, there, there's principalities, there's powers, and some of these things God has actually put in place, and so when you go back into the, to some of the earlier, uh, like in Genesis, and, and there's some things in there that are kind of uh, need some discovery on it. But what, I just want to talk about one thing about this, though, that I think we can go back and and draw some understanding because sometimes. Um, uh, I, I'm thankful for the name of Jesus. Are you thankful for the name of Jesus? But really understanding what that is, I think is important for us. And a lot of times, you know, things in, in the word of God, I, I I think it's amazing that we can understand stuff at all because it's coming from a completely different culture. And, you know, e- even to get the Greek and think that we're understanding something because we got a Greek word, you know, no, we don't really understand Greek. So uh, we're just, we're trusting the Holy Spirit for anything that we understand, right? Because, um, but, uh but there's there's a need that I think we can draw from that'll be helpful for us, tonight. it has to do with just what the what it means, what there is in a name, and what what it really means when we say the name. Because uh, you know we have a name too. How many have a name? And uh, you know my kids have a name, and it's not something that I just want to. And, and my dogs have a name too. Do, do you have dogs that have a name? And what's the purpose of of calling a dog's name? Is it just to throw that word out into the air, or is to get that dog to do something for you, to show up in person, right? It's not just a name. When you yell out that name, you're thinking about a being, right? It's, it's well... Not that word. <laughs> not that name. All right. Okay. So I want to talk about the name. And, and um, uh, again, just a couple of statements here real quick. It says uh, a name. And, and, and so uh, I'm going to kind of go back into some of the uh, context of, of what the word of God is when, when we're talking about some names. Um, and the name is not just something that you would answer to. It was a declaration of who you were your abilities and your status among competition. So God actually has competition. That's why he's the name that's above every name, right? Uh, th- so that means there's going to be other names. There's going to be other entities. And what is happening in another name, it's it's not just that somebody exists. It, it, it means that they have a an ability to divert, to take people in another direction, <laughs> to make you answer the phone when they're calling your name, <laughs> <All right. laughs> so let's just go back into to, the, to Genesis, and we'll kind of look at, at God's whole purpose, and there's some things taking place, and man, this could be, you could probably take a whole course in this that would take, you know. 9 months or something but but I just want to tap into this in a way that we can maybe get some good things from it all right so god's purpose in creation especially us right was so that we would be fruitful and multiply for what purpose to exalt who he is to exalt what he's done he's the creator he he's a spiritual being, and, he, and here's, here's the disadvantage that God has with us all the time is to know God, you have to know him by faith. You can't just know him by things that you see. You can't, and yet he is somebody that you can see. <laughs> but he had a lot of competition in the beginning because of this inability to uh there were there were op- opposing uh names or opposing uh entities that were taking place. So But that was his purpose. And so we'll kind of see why he had to to choose to do some things. It's because of names. Okay. So Adam and Eve come. They begin to build a family. And they begin to uh, multiply. And mankind is always given to this. He's always given to go to what the, the names that are most impressive. You know, that's what's going on right now, you know, all the time. There's a, people trying to impress us with different things, right? Um, so there's going to be other visible names uh, and a complete diversion from his purpose. And it's a deserve, deserving of annihilation. This, this is kind of what was happening. We'll see some verses that have to do with this. So God's purpose <clears throat> was for his name to be exalted as we multiplied That there was always a, there's always a deference to who he is, what he's done. And if that purpose was not being fulfilled, if there was a diversion to other names, other entities, then he said, we're getting rid of this altogether because his purpose cannot be accomplished. He actually wanted to restore us, right? And we'll see what, it, what happened with this is, is he found one man, right? He found Noah out of the whole earth. He's getting ready to destroy the whole earth. Why? Because there was a diversion to some other names. And these were spiritual names. They were spiritual entities. They were rulers of, of, of that people were following after. And so what, what he had, he said, I'm going to destroy this. But one pe- person... Noah, and we're going to see the necessity of really uh, knowing the name of God is humility and is humbling yourself before this one God and saying, no, God, I'm going to do whatever. I'm not going to be like everybody else. I'm not going to follow these other things. I'm going to follow you alone. Okay, so this, this is kind of where we're at in Genesis, and I want to look at... Um, Genesis 6, six four and they, this is where we, you know we get into some of these these giants and these they're actually spiritual beings and they're uh they're called the sons of of God uh because they're considered to be um actually there's this world this word elohim which is what we understand as being for God, but it's actually for God's it's the plural of God there were there were Entities that were impressive as spiritual beings back then. And and they were well what they were doing was drawing people unto themselves and away from God. And it was gonna be impossible for God to fulfill his purpose in creation because people were following after other entities, right? There were giants on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. So they were actually spiritual beings, and when it says sons of God, they were like God, but they weren't God, but they were very much like him. And so people were drawn to that. They were impressed with that. They had a whole impression of, of God's coming out of the stars and out of the sky. And, and so when, 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 they, when they were drawn to, to these beings, they were, they were magnificent beings. They were impressive. They were giants. Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown, which means they had developed a name. They had a reputation. They had something that drew them, but that was complete disregard for God, for his name. Okay? Now, in, in their name was not just a description, was not just a label. It wasn't just buddy. It was who they were. And this is why it was a detriment to the name of God. Because they weren't just drawing people just to who they were. They were drawing them away from God, the name of God, to where God's name wasn't even known. Okay? So, this is what happened in Genesis eleven four. 4 then. This is after the flood. So he found one person. And this is how it always is. And, and God is amazing in this way. Remember, uh, when it was Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, uh, with Lot, God is always. What do I got going on? Okay, is it going the right way now? All right. <laughs> just don't scratch it anymore. All right. It just I can't. Okay. <laughs> so what was God doing with Noah? He was he was having a reset. He said, we're going we're gonna to get this started again. We're going to be uh, fruitful and multiply again, right, after the flood. But what started happening after the flood? The same thing started happening again. There, there, there weren't these same giants and stuff, but what did they say? They came together and they said, let's look at Genesis 11, 4. And they, and they said, come let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is the heavens. Now, what, we're, what they were doing with that is they were actually saying, We're going to, we're going to develop a name for ourselves, right? Lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. Because they understood that for them to be united, they need to be united around a name, a common identity. And in the tower was the touching of heaven for them. There was an identity that they saw as a deity. had nothing to do with God. There was no knowing of the name of God. And so what God had to do is he kept... So what was their fear? What was their fear here? Lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. There's this understanding in man. There's a need for a deity. There's a need for somebody to look up to. There's a need for somebody to follow after. And so they're always looking for a name something that looks that they can they can look up to that they can worship. I mean, people do this, you know, all the time. Right? And and in reality, on the earth today, I believe there are spiritual beings that people are actually looking up to that either are occupying people. I mean, there's a lot more to this than we uh, than, than we completely understand. You know, there there's but it's it's a very real, powerful thing, and wherever God can find a remnant he can do something with and this this was his whole purpose he said i have to I have to stop this, otherwise it will be just like before the flood. People will be so drawn up into who they are that my name will not be able to be imparted, and I won't be able to bring a savior. <laughs> can you see that so so there's this continuation of this make a name for ourselves we'll actually form we'll form an identity we'll form a being that will be for us and that that is a tendency in man and what is it that's pride as complete disregard for god right now here's the amazing thing okay Oh, let me let me finish this because this is what I thought was kind of interesting in this. So, what did they fear? They feared being scattered. And what happened when you oppose God? He takes your fear and he lets it come upon you, right? <laughs> So this is what happened to them. Therefore, he said, what did he do? He he, he messed up their languages so that they couldn't communicate anymore. And what happened to them? Therefore, that place that they thought was going to be for a name for themselves was turned into the name Babel. Because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there the Lord did what? He scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. There was a purpose accomplished in that that goes beyond just scattering people, not letting them communicate. There was a purpose in the enablement of God's name being carried on in a way that he could accomplish his purpose. Okay? Okay? So, it, it, the scattering wasn't just something that was wonderful, and we got all these different languages, now and now we have linguists, and we can. <laughs> it wasn't about that as much as it was the disabling of people to make their own name in that context. And, and we can say, well, since then, the people have done it all the time. Yes, but at that time, there wasn't anybody that could c- carry it out, could continue the name of God. It's amazing, God will take just one person and do something with it. Right? And so, so what was happening is he dispersed everybody because it was an evil, the people were evil in their intents, in their they just not even looking and recognizing who God was in, in, in the name of, of God. And so what did he do? He took out of that same people, Mesopotamia, he took one man. That would humble himself to God. And he imparted his name to him. Not not just a word, and this is what we'll see. He parted himself. So, in the name of God, and what was happening with this, this, we're gonna make a name for ourselves, and this is how it happens with mankind all the time. Well, I'm gonna do something for myself. What I'm doing is disabling knowing, not just the name of God, God. Okay? So, let's look at Genesis 22 then. <clears throat> so he finds, who does he find? And, and, and I don't know, this has always been something that I thought was kind of, where in the world, did, why did God choose Abraham? You know, Abram. And, and part of it is where he came from. He came right from the heart of where this rebellion was. But he took that same man that was right in the middle of it, and he, and he found a man. And this... This is the thing that, that, that I think is, is so common is you don't follow the crowd if you want to find the real, you know? And, and, and you, don't, you don't look to yourself as, as what this is going to be built on. there's a complete abandonment, and and this is where God always finds his ability to impart his name is never in somebody that feels like they got something going on their own. What he found in Abram was somebody that says, you tell me to go, I'm going. You tell me to, to, to kill my child, I'll kill my child. What is that? That's somebody that's completely lost the elevation of any other name than God. And that's who God imparts himself to, okay? In your seed, and this is kind of interesting because what happened is, is that these other beings that were, were existing like before Noah, they were actually, there were nations that were following after, they were, they were developing nations. And since then, there's been all the nations of the world, right? And there's different entities that are leading the different nations, but when he was talking to abram and i and i, and I was I, i've wondered about this before but in in this context it's it's kind of interesting what god was wanting to do through abram was not just create israel but through israel to produce in christ a seed that would allow all the nations of the earth to know the name of god isn't that interesting And 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 through the nation of Israel, it's it's like it's a nation of kings and priests. What are kings and priests? They're the ones that get in between somebody and God and show them God. And that's what he was doing with the with with Abram. That's why he's saying this to Abram. He said, "In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because of what you've obeyed my voice." You've obeyed my voice as if I am somebody. You have listened to what I've said, and you've let it be the directing force in your life. And who's he talking to? Somebody that's come out of post babel It's not in his culture, but he has this, it's, it's, it's like a precious nature that he's been given to say, I'm going to obey God. Now, he was blessed to have an encounter with God. And it's, it's interesting, some of his encounters with God, he actually saw some things. He saw beings, and he saw angels, and he saw, he saw entities that were able to help him to understand who God was. Because he didn't have a Bible. He didn't have, didn't have any prophets. He didn't have anybody else. But what did, what was he interested in most? And it's the name of God. Not not just and not just a word. Not just no. And in that name is God Himself. Amen. And what God does for somebody that is willing to make the name of God what they obey, what they follow after. And it's very important when we're talking about the name to to get away from just a sound, just to get away from even you know. It, Getting ahead of myself a little bit, but sometimes we, we uh, even with the name of Jesus, we want to make it just about the sound of Jesus, you know. I don't know about you, but I, I, I came out on my front porch and I saw a card laying on the floor and it's, it said Jesus on it. I thought, well, that's, it's a little track. No, they were trying to sell me t- tree trimming, you know. <laughs> because it has nothing to do with the sound. It has everything to do with who, Right? And so much, it's not just what we say. It's who we're saying. It's who he is. Amen? (laughs) So, let's keep going here. In the reference to these other names, where he had been was revelation of who he was. Okay. I'll have to describe this just a little bit. So, So that was Abraham, right? And and what did God? What does God always do with somebody that that he imparts who he is through an understanding of his name? He allows their name to be transformed. It changes who they are, right? Because no longer are they just living under themselves. Now he's his name, who he is. The fullness of who he is now is packed in to who they are. Okay? Isn't that good? All right. So who's the next one we just want to look at here? Because, I mean, this guy is an inspiration. <laughs> Moses. I mean, God did all kinds of stuff to make sure he, he stayed alive, you know, and he's a baby and all these other things. And, and, and in a natural sense, you would think he, he, he could say, and he did, he said we're going to we're going to get this done i'm going to do this for god right, right. and he, and he killed a a, a a slave master you know and and tried. but what happened that was that was a very um integral part of abraham be or of moses being able to get where he needed to be to actually know The name of God that would cause him to fulfill his purpose. And man, there's so many parallels for us, right? (laughs) Until you get to this place where you say, who, me? And only you? (laughs) A whole nation was dependent upon him knowing not just about God, but knowing the name of God, in the who He is, how He changes who I am since, right? So, so what does He say? And, he, and He's coming, and He sees the bush, right? He sees the bush burning, and actually, there, he, there's some there's some uh, uh, perspectives on this that there was an actual being inside that bush, because He starts talking to him right? I am the God of your father, the God. Now, what does he do? He starts referencing other people who knew him, other people who could represent who he is, other people that he had done amazing things in, right? So in God's name is every other name that he's imparted himself to, He's talking, to, he's talking to Moses, and Moses, he says, I, I know I have this heritage, and I know these people in my past. I've heard the stories about what God, God has done in them. And so he, he sees this, this bush burning, and now he says, who is this? Who is this spiritual being? And God starts defining who he is, his name, through the names that he's already visited. Right? I'm the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And when Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. So he's saying, who are you? He's wondering. He's still looking. But as soon as he gets a revelation that this is actually that same God? That God, that thing that he's seeing in the bush is now taking on a name. It's taken on a nature. It's taken on a reputation. It's taken on a being. And he says, I can't look at this. I can't look at this. He's afraid he's going to die. Why? Because names have something to do with our fear of God, with our honor of God, you know? That's why it's very important to honor what God's already done amen all right, all right, I hasten so 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 Moses maintained this 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 attitude though of of who am I, and this is what he it was his, it was his humility that enabled his knowing that to know the name of God and not and again not to just. To, to be able to define it in, you know, how you spell it and stuff like that. You know, how you say it right. I'm never going to say it completely right, you know. But, but actually to know the name of God, the being of God, the reality of who God is. Prerequisite above every other prerequisite is humility. I have nothing to present, Right? Who does God lift up? Who does he resist? He resists the proud, and he, and he, and he exalts the, the humble, right? And that's not why we go, try, well, I'm going to be the most humble because I want to be the most exalted. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't really work that way, but 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 Moses has such a great uh, response to this. You know, God's telling him he's going to go deliver the children of Israel, and and he maintains this understanding that it's all going to be because of one name that this ever gets done. He has this; it's almost like a inferiority complex, but it's like a healthy one, you know. It's like, let me just do it. But but Moses protested to God, who am I? Now, here's here's the wonderful thing about this is is he's he's questioning his own name. He's questioning his own identity, his own being. He said, who am I, right? What a wonderful place to get, right? Who am I? Not here am I. Who am I? To appear before Pharaoh, who am I to lead the the people of Israel out of Egypt? God answered. And this is the wonderful thing, right? As soon as we say, Who am I? God has an opening to say, I'll be with you. He can't be with somebody that's already taken with themselves, with developing their own name. Can you see that? Who am I to lead the people out of his? And God said, I will be with you. And this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. I've kind of wondered about that before. I'm thinking... That's not a sign like you can see right now, because you're talking like way down the way that this. uh, But here's what happens when you're when you're looking at a bush and you're afraid to look in there because God is, he's just told you who he is, and then he starts declaring that you're going to worship on this mountain later on. It's as if it's already happened. It's a sign that's in the future that he just said it, so it's now. Can you see that? How powerful that is. All right, let's keep going here. But Moses protested, if I go to the people of Israel and tell them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I say to them? God replied to Moses, I am who I am. What did he say? What did he he tell uh, Moses uh, when when Moses was asking him? He said, I am the God of Abraham. I am the God of Abraham of Isaac I am every time God says I am it's who he is yeah. it's his name remember when Jesus they, they got him in the in the in the garden and they said and they said are you the son of god he said I am yeah. what is that? that that's anything you need me to be I am I am more than anything else yes. amen amen, amen. <laughs> Say to this people of Israel, I am, has sent you, or sent me to you. Right? It's not Jesus that could be Garcia or something else. You know, he didn't even get into whether you can say this word or not. You know, it's Elohim or Yahweh or anything. He, He said, no, let's just, let's just get rid of labels that you already pre- have a preconceived idea about. Let's just get to who I really am, and that's I am. Right. It's about knowing me, not knowing something else. Amen? Amen. <laughs> All right. And God also said to Moses, say to this, this to the people of Israel, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my eternal name, my name to remember for all generations. Isn't it interesting that this was the speech that was going to cause a whole nation of Israel to follow him it was about a name mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. man it's kind of important to understand the significance of a name and and i think maybe uh, again that culture maybe w- w- where they're coming from they they have they put more upon that yeah. that it's who you are i mean today it I, and maybe just 50 60 years ago you know you get handshake on a name you know now you can't trust anybody but, you know uh, well I won't go there okay let me keep going it is it's true and so and so even when' we're, we're approaching God with, with his name and, and we're we're an exalting his name what are we exalting we're not just it's not about us at all we're exalting the I am the being of who he is amen so Exodus 23, they have another encounter here, and he maintains this attitude of, God, this will never be my name that gets exalted in this. This is always going to require you. It's always going to require you. See, and so he's questioning um, whether... Uh, God's going to be with him. He says, see, I am sending an angel before you to lead you safely to the land I have prepared for you. Reverence him and obey all of his instructions. Do not rebel against him, for he will not pardon your transgression. He is my representative. He bears my name. Now, there's an implication here that there's an actual being a spiritual being that went with Moses that was the representative of God. But what did it require? God, man, he insisted on this. He said, don't you ever allow there to be resistance to what he said. What kept Moses from going into the promised land? The one time he did. Can you imagine that long a period of time? It was instilled in him the name of God. Right. You do not cross that. It wasn't just, it wasn't just a sound. There was no competitors to this for him. He said, it doesn't matter how much the people come against me. It doesn't, you know, I mean, he had a lot of resistance, didn't he? Yeah. He said, but I will not waver because I don't just know about god i know his name his name is who he is amen all right reverence him and obey all of his instructions do not rebel against him for he will not pardon your transgression he is my representative he bears my name but if you are careful to obey him following all my instructions then i will be an enemy to your enemies For my angel shall go before you and bring you into the land of the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Canaanites, and all the uh, stalactites (laughs) to live there, and I will destroy those people before you. What happened? That happened, didn't it? And you know what? Their enemies became afraid of not them. They became afraid of the name. They became afraid of their God. Yeah. Why? Because they humbled themselves to that God. They had a leader that feared God more than anything else. Right. They, he feared His name. I, I think we just we have to get this understanding of uh, uh, of the name of God isn't something that's separate. It is who He is. Yeah. Amen. Okay, it's in his knowing, your, our name, that his name, presence, is imparted. So this, this happened later on. Remember, um, Moses has this encounter again. <laughs> and, and he says, you've been telling me, take these people up to the promised land, but you haven't told me whom you will send with me. I thought he already told him he's going to send the, that angel with him. Yeah. Right? but there's this other understanding he's still he's still in this position of of desperation to not be on his own desperation for a name that's above his but you haven't told me who you have told me i know you by name and i look favorably on you oh there's a necessity of in the understanding of names that it's about knowing Somebody. Remember what's going to happen in the end? There's going to be a lot of people saying, Lord, Lord. And God's going to say, I never knew you. What does he say? I never knew your name. I believe that Moses is giving us a clue here. He's saying, you have told me I know you by name. How does God know us? By our name, but by our presence you know sometimes we can say well God's everywhere he lives inside of me I don't I don't need to I don't need to say God I welcome you or here I come God or I want to enter into your presence or anything but God has an opinion of whether we choose to go be in his presence on purpose and he doesn't know our name unless he knows our presence amen And then Moses says, I have confidence that you know my name and you look on me favorably because I come to you. I honor you. I honor your name. I honor who you are. It is true that you look favorable, favorably on me. Let me know your ways so I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. Man, that sounds like it needs a song written around it, doesn't it? You know, <laughs> isn't that wonderful? Yeah. So let me. I mean, I, I, I'm caught up in your name, but I understand there's so much more to you that I'm never gonna get lax about that. I'm never gonna make it like it's oh ho oh, hum. I'm not gonna fall asleep in your presence when you're needing to be exalted. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> And remember that this nation is your very own people. Isn't that amazing? He's speaking for the whole nation. And remember when God wanted to destroy him again, he said, God, how can you do that? How could he talk to God like that? Because he was used to talking to God. God knew his name. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Amen. Amen? And he wasn't coming against God. He was just talking to the heart of God that he already knew. Yeah. Amen? Amen? The Lord replied, I will personally go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. Mm-hmm. Then Moses said, if you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. He's, who's he talking to? He's talking to the name of God. He said, I need you to personally. I don't just want to have you send me. I need you to be with right. me. Right. Amen? Amen. We don't need to just know about God. We don't need to just know that He's already redeemed us. We need Him. We need His name. <laughs> Amen? How will anyone know that you look favorably on me, on me and on your people, if you don't go, if you don't go with us? If we don't, we're not just carrying a banner about, about you. We're not, you know, we're not just saying I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a God person. No, no. It's your name that we carry. Amen. Amen. For your presence among us sets your people. Your presence among us sets your people. And me apart from all other people on the earth. The Lord replied to Moses, I will indeed do what you have asked. For I look favorably on you. And I know you by name yeah. Our names are very important in this equation also. Yep. It's not just enough to know the name of God, he needs to know ours. Uh-huh. Amen? Amen. Isn't this name stuff good? All right. Yeah, so good. Oh my. Can I can I can I so good. can I keep oh. <laughs> access 1618. <sighs> okay. So I just want to get into the New Testament because this is where, uh, this is where we, we are using the name of Jesus. But I think there's an understanding that we need as Christians that we need to be just as desperate as Moses was to not just use it as a, as a trick, right. you know, and just wield it like a weapon. But for it to come, when we say this name that we've been given, we're talking about his presence. We're talking about who he is. And it needs to be kind of like Moses' last interaction with God. We're able to use the name because he knows our name. Amen? Amen? Isn't that good? Okay, so here's an example. So remember Paul? Well, let me just read this. And and this he did for many days. There, There was somebody following after him calling out things that sounded like they were, they were you know prophetic and, and encouraging, and actually was annoying and, dis, and, and disruptive. And that's how the Satan noise is, right? It's like, he might sound like he's doing something good, but it's really... Um, well, I, man, I could just go there, but I won't. Okay. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. So there, there was this lady that was, you know, making a nuisance of herself. And there was actually a spirit involved in that, right? There was another name that was trying to distract from what God was wanting to do through Paul, and so Paul. Find, and it's interesting that he took that long to do it, but but he. What did he respond in? He responded not. He said, "This is not me that's telling you this, but this is the one who knows my name." that is speaking to the one inside of her that doesn't just know the name of Jesus. He knows my name because I am in him. Amen? And it puts power in our mouth when we know the one that we are declaring. Amen? Okay, let me keep going because I'm, I'm getting close, all right? are you Are you ready? <laughs> so... <laughs> So, if you see this taking place, and this is what was happening, and there were actually Jewish exorcists. These were people of the Jewish, uh, you know, uh, religion that would exercise. And I, man, I, I guess they knew how to do sit-ups and stuff. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right, but... <laughs> But they were, they were maybe like, uh, I, I know in the Catholic religion, they, there's exorcists too. And, and I don't know, you know, there's a whole process they would go through. And I guess they'd scare the devil away somehow with a, some kind of amulet uh, or something. But anyway, but if you're somebody like that and you see somebody speaking in the name of Jesus and something happening, it looks like a formula that could, could be profitable. You know, and we can we can look at that, and we can, we we need to take that to heart too, because we can feel like even when we go to pray that we can just use the name of Jesus, and it's going to work because we're using it. But there needs to be an understanding of the whole, of what the name is, right? right, right. That just because we use it, doesn't mean it's going to be powerful. That's right. If our name isn't known, okay a team of itinerant Jews were traveling from town to town casting out demons planned to experiment by using the name of the Lord Jesus. The incantation they decided on was this, I adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches, to come out. So they're using the name, right? Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish priest, uh, were doing this. But when they tried it on a man possessed by a demon, the demon replied, I know... The name of Jesus, and I know Paul, but who are you, right? And he leaped on two of them and beat them up so that they fled out of his house, naked and badly injured. Yep. Who got cast out? <laughs> the one whose name was not known. Exactly. This is so important in understanding even. To knowing the name of God is, is, is very critical. We have to become very, but he needs to know our name. We need to be desperate for him to know us. What are we doing? We're worshiping him, amen? We're getting into his word. He, you know, he is, he's provided his, That's well, there's, there's more to that too, because the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's a being. That's the name. The word became the name. And so, to leave the word on the mantle, to not, to not let it become life to us, to let it be, to, to decide that our thoughts are just as high as those thoughts. Man, that kind of stuff happens. And if we're not careful, we fall right into that. What do you think about this? I don't know. I've had this experience. So now I I adjust what the word says by my experience. And what I'm doing is I'm disallowing the name of God to rise up above everything else. Amen? All right. I really am getting closer. The story of what happened spread quickly and all through Ephesus to Jews and Greeks alike. And a solemn fear descended on the city. And what? The name of the Lord Jesus was greatly honored. Sometimes we need a good spanking to get things corrected, right? (laughs) Sometimes it's important to understand that you are getting spanked. Something's not going the way you think it should. Something's not taking, it, it, we're not getting the results we want when we're using the name. There needs to be a fear that says, whatever God says, that's Him speaking to me. That's Him. Amen? <laughs> there needs to be an honor of Him that defers to who He is. Amen? All right. So Philippians 2, 5 through through 11. I just want to read this real quick. Let this mind then be in you. So Jesus came as a man, didn't he? He was the son of God, but he came as a man. And he demonstrated for us what it meant to actually know the name of his father. Everything he did, he did in the name of his father. He said, I don't do anything of myself, didn't he? That kind of sounds like Moses, doesn't it? He said, I'm not going to go anywhere unless my Father is leading me. He says, I only only do what I see the Father do. Amen? So, Philippians here, we're being told that that we need to have that same mind, that same understanding as Jesus had. Who, being in the form of God, did not consider robbery to be equal with God, he said, so, you know what? He was in a position where he could have. But what did he do? But made himself of no reputation. Isn't that interesting? Jesus said, this isn't going to be just about me. This is going to be about my Father's will. In the garden, he had to say, no, it's not my will, but your will be done. Oh. So every time the name of God is exalted... Every other name gets put aside. Amen? Made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. Therefore, God has also has highly exalted him and done what? Given him the name which is above every name. So, what was Jesus doing that enabled his name to be elevated? He humbled himself to the Father, didn't he? He set himself down. You know what? There was a purpose that Jesus accomplished that was required his humility. For his name, remember, our our names are so important in this. For our name to be what it needs to be, he said, I'll lift you up. For what purpose? For us? No, to exalt the name of God. Going back to Genesis, what was the whole purpose? For the name of God to be exalted. What does he need for that to take place? He needs a humble servant that says, it's all about your name. And then he takes your name and he turns it into Moses. He takes your name and he turns it into Abraham. For what purpose? For him to be exalted. It's always about his name. Amen? Amen. Yes. That at the name of Jesus, all should bow; those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth... And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of God. Amen.